to Turbin. Turbin's in for the touchdown. Have fun, play with some heart, play with some passion. Turbin is in. He gets the call. On second down and goal, pushes it through, and the Colts have scored a touchdown. Well, let me let me formally introduce you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to another episode of Turbo Talk. It's myself. I've got my wonderful, uh, beautiful co-host Bridget Case. What's Say up? what's up to everybody. Um, and a very very special guest. I've been a big fan uh, throughout his entire career. I love basketball. Obviously, you know some of the some of the things that we we, we used to do in the streets, trying to trying to break ankles and things <laughs> like that come from this man right here, Jamal nah. Crawford, a.k.a. Jay Crossover. What's up, family? How well, you doing? Man, I've been a big fan as well, bro. Like, just like we were talking about beforehand, like watching you and watching your journey and the energy you brought to the city. You know what I mean? I'm happy you're back, coming back in this the second it. stint. So, yeah, it's all love. Yes, appreciate that, though. Yeah, yeah 100%, man. 100%. Um, obviously, a lot going on in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of lot of lot of crazy things, you know. I hate to jump right in into uh, you know something that 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 uh, you know doesn't put a lot of smiles on people's faces, but but uh, you it's know too what's, obvious to avoid. Yeah, you know what's the feel around what's the feel around the league right now? Like you know you know guys pretty down and out that they can't play or for sure. You know what? It's 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 unbelievable because as you know, it's it's almost like when you're out there on the field or on the course, an escape, right? For even those two yeah. hours, those three hours, being around your brothers, being around uh, the arena, being around the fans, it's like an escape from the real world. When now it's like the world has made everything different, you know, for everybody, you know, and just yeah. talking to different guys, like you can't go to a gym right now. Yeah. Right. For a while we were training outside, right? But now the parks are closed down. So right. It's like, well, how do you get your condition? How do you get your – and you know how it is. Sometimes just working out does something for you even more so mentally than physically. Just, yeah. you know, burn off that steam, whatever you're going through, locking down your headphones and working out. But that's even tough yeah. to do right now. So it's been an adjustment for everybody. Yeah, and it's easy. You know, I, I, was, I was talking to somebody earlier today. I said, man, it's easy for guys who have, you know, big money contracts who can right. afford to have stuff in their own home built in, right. you know, some right. guys have a built in basketball gym or built in, mm -hmm. you know, weights and, and bikes and treadmills and things like that. But not every player has access to that man. So For it's sure. got to be difficult. You're it's talking tough. to me. <laughs> nah, nah, it's tough. You're right. Because uh, it's just hard to do, right? Like a younger player called me today and he's like, man, what do I do? How can I, you know, make this work? I can't leave. Uh, the, the gym at the apartment is closed down. I can't even go lift weights in there. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to give him advice and, and kind of walk him through what to do and, and just little things he can do with what he has. You know, it's just a wow. tough situation. So and that, wow. I'm sure a lot of guys are going through that. Right? I so haven't even so thought tough. about it from that aspect of it, actually. Yeah. He's yeah. a younger player. Younger oh player gosh. just starting his career. Just starting his career. He just first year in the league and, you know, was up and down the D league a little bit, got in the NBA and stuck. And he's like, well, well what would I do? Like, how do I? navigate this and so you get calls like that and texts like that all the time wow but and you're a yeah. mentor in this situation but this is something right. that you've never dealt with yeah you know it's no playbook for this one it's no uh no blueprint it's not something that i've seen in my lifetime so we try to navigate the best way uh like like rob was just saying i have a, actually have a weight room at my house so i can mm -hmm. still get in you know treadmill work and weight work and things of that nature but for the younger players who don't have access to it you know i'm just trying to help them navigate 
different things they can do to kind of make do. So what is that like? Maybe kitchen or garage supplies? Lifting nah, those? Nah, like, nah. What, well, I don't know. Like, nah, what do you come a, up with? This is, this <laughs> no, I think she's talking about for them, Rob. I don't oh, think she's okay, about, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm talking about for them. Like, what does he suggest? Oh, right, right. right. No, I think a lot of jump rope, if they have access to a jump rope, a lot of push-ups, a lot of sit-ups, yeah. a lot of core. You know, because when you're sitting around this time, you have a tendency to kind of just sit around. You may start eating more snacks than you yeah. eat, right? You may start watching more things. That's so right. I think doing push-ups, doing core work, uh, doing sit-ups, all the things you kind of have access to. Going back to the basics. Yeah, you have to. You have to go all the way back to the basics for sure. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. I was, you're make, it was making me laugh because I was doing a, an exercise workout. It was like an Orange Theory at home workout. Okay. And they were trying to get you to be creative if you don't have dumbbells at home to use right. different things uh, like paint cans or right. bags of flowers. One day, the chick's uh, lifting babies. No joke. See? Like she's squatting with her child. And yeah. It was and so funny. I was cracking up, but I'm like, you got to get creative. You got to do you something. Have to. You have to. It makes you think outside the box for sure. And, yeah. and if you, I don't care how much something weighs, if you lift it, uh, you know, a, a lot of times you're going to feel that. Right. So you have to just make do with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, listen, I, we, we had a uh, Dion Jordan uh, on the, on the show uh, before, before speaking with you, Jamal. And uh, I just started training. So, you know, Marshawn and I, we talked about that relationship before the, before the show started, how it grew closer mm-hmm. once we both uh, returned back to Seattle. So he actually uh, put me in touch with his trainer, the trainer that he started training with ever since he joined Seattle. Okay. Back, I think it was 2013. And so Deion Jordan played defensive end for the Raiders. And, uh, and so we're all there, you know, we're training. And, and, I, and really, uh, uh, T is his name, his philosophy, at least at the start of training, is being strong in your own body. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing how many body weight exercises we've done. No weights, no anything. No weights, right. That have really made a difference for me, uh, uh, strength-wise, mobility-wise, everything. I'm like, man, you know, I'm telling you, I'm so surprised at how much work I'm getting and I haven't picked up a weight. A weight, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think body weight's very important. Obviously, becoming one with your body, being in tune with your body. Flexibility is important. You know, as you sit around and lay around, and even as we grow in our our careers and get a little bit older, you don't want to lose the elasticity. So you got to stretch and stay mobile and stay flexible. So all those things you're saying are are spot on. You know, and I think that can go to any young player, any old player. It just goes to any athlete or someone who wants to be in shape, period. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, I want to shift gears a little bit because I know this season specifically – uh, has been a tough one for you. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, um, and I don't know how, how comfortable you feel like talking about it, but I can definitely relate 100%. I mean, we, we were just discussing it. You know, in 2017, mm-hmm. um, week six, Monday night football against the, the, the Tennessee Titans, I dislocated my shoulder and I was out the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. no big deal. I've been injured before. I've come back before. You know, I've had surgeries and things like that that I've bounced back from before. So, boom, here we go, 2018, here we go. We're coming back again. You know, at this time, I'm with the Indianapolis Colts, you know. Come back for the 2018 season, same thing happens. Well, different injury, but, uh, but uh, obviously was out for the season again. It was the same week, week, hmm. six, week six again. I think I said I dislocated my shoulder in 2017. I actually dislocated my left elbow. Ooh. Okay. In 2018, I dislocated my shoulder. I'm out for the season again, okay, 
And that was the last year of my contract as well. So here I am, 2018, I'm out for the season. Uh, the Colts eventually end up releasing me before the end of the season, right? Because right. I have no use for them, obviously. I'm not healthy. And, and so 2019, going into that, going into that year uh, was tough. I mean, you can only imagine how, uh, you know, much of a low point I was um, right. after that second injury, not knowing what the future was going to look like mm-hmm. at that time anymore. You know, having so much confidence and, and like belief in all these things, all these goals that you want to accomplish, all of a sudden, boom, boom, back-to-back injuries, you're running back, and all of a sudden, there's no interest. So the 2019 season starts, and I'm telling you, man, I mean, it was dry for me. You know, right. I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm working out at home every day. I've been training since January. That's mentally know. tough, too, by the way. Yeah, the people yeah, don't I know mean, that part of it. Oh, man, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I walked in the gym, both to my physical therapist and my trainer, and I'm like, you what know. What am I doing this for? Like, yeah, maybe we can just go a couple, maybe two, three times a week, you know, right. just in shape. So I don't, you know, obviously get overweight or anything like that. But the likelihood of, of me getting signed at this point is looking really bleak. Um, but uh, but we kept fine. We kept training. I got signed at the literally the last week of the season, week 17. And so, well, you had already thought that you were going to go to the CFL at that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, right? listen, I, I, I embraced my journey. I accepted, you know, what, what was going to come for me. I, I worked out for the CFL team. I got a contract over and everything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, but God is good. And, and so I know this year has been a little bit similar for your side. You, yeah. know, I know you haven't had any injuries, thank God. But, but uh, man, you, the last game of the season, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went for 51. Yeah. <laughs> and not only – it was crazy about that, Rob, to be honest with you. It's, it's not even the fact. So rewind that a little bit, right? So I, I leave the Clippers. I'm there five years. We have a lot of yeah. success. Yep. Then I get traded when Chris Paul leaves, right? So I go to Minnesota. A right. team that hadn't been to the playoffs in 14 years. Right. Um, hadn't done much to anything. I go there, limited minutes, still average double figures. We make the playoffs. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I wasn't really happy there because I noticed the coach didn't play his bench too much. And obviously, I'm a bench player. And he yeah. told me I would be playing. So I'm like, all right, I'm not happy. I'll leave. And then it was dry until the day before the season started. I'm like, it wow. doesn't make sense. But I signed the day before the season. So I signed with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, like, hey, we're trying to make the playoffs. We're trying to win. We have vested every position except the guard position. So I'm like, okay, perfect. You'll play this amount of minutes. You'll help within three weeks. Tyson Chandler's gone. Trevor Reese's gone. Ryan Anderson's not playing. And it's just me there. And now I'm not playing because we went from trying to make the playoffs to within three weeks of the season. Now we're developing for this, the, the young guys. Wow. So now it's no real use for me. So now I'm yeah. stuck between a rock and a hard place because if I yeah. leave, if I leave, I didn't sign till the day before the season. So if I leave, there's no guarantee I'll get back in. So if I stay right. here, mentor the young guys, at least I'll be in the loop. The problem with that was now towards the end of the season, people are seeing my numbers. But I'm like, there's games I didn't even play. Like, I got my first DMP this year, wow. right? And so if you, if you go against that, now you're a problem, right? Yeah. So now you just got to bite your lip, really lock into the young guys, helping them because it's not about you no more, right? So look. That's why that last month, I said all that to say this, that's why that last month of the season was so important for me to show I could still play. Yeah. So besides the 51-point game, before that I had 28, before that I had 27. Mm-hmm. And I think before that I had 19. So altogether I averaged 31 points for the month of April, which was my highest scoring month in my career. Yeah. Wow. All, all off the bench. Proving that you years. can still play. Proving. Right, right. And in, in the year in Minnesota, by the way, I won teammate of the year in the NBA. 
So you can't question my character right. or anything in the locker room. And I'm showing I can still play. So that's why this year I'm like, why well, just score 51? Oh, and that 51, by the way, was the highest points ever scored in the NBA off the bench in history. Like right. I had 51 off the bench. Like that's, yeah. un- that's never happened before. Yeah, that's unheard right? of. Yeah. So, unheard of. So I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a good summer. Dry. Dry, like you said. And it wasn't just for me. It was for Carmelo. J.R. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. Swaggy P. Like, these Not, are yeah, all guys, guys who can yeah. play. Legends, yeah. But the prob- like the can problem, play. Yeah, that can really go. But the problem is uh, now between the two-way and the G League and things of that nature, they're not looking at the player. They're looking at just contracts. Let's try to get cheap labor, right? Let's try to get – because if we play these guys, we almost have to pay them $3 million even though it's a minimum. Right, and there's a lot that comes with that. These are well-respected mm-hmm. guys in the locker room. Right. If we don't play this player, will he be happy? Will he bring down the locker room? Whatever they may be thinking, I'm not sure. But it wasn't just me. Mello, J.R. Smith, Swaggy P, uh, Amon Shumpert, Joe Kim Noah. There's literally yeah. Corey Brewer. There's like 10 guys who can really play and help in whatever capacity that's not in the NBA right now. And you see what Mello's doing now, right? He was, out the, league for, totally. uh, he was out the league for 15 Portland months. Needed, yeah. Balling. He's been their third best player, right? And, and, and you know what's crazy? That's the only team I want to watch. Totally. Period. I mean, not Period. not to, you know, right. not disrespecting the other teams, but it's like, man, when Melo came back and he was right. with the Blazers, yeah. like, honestly, I'm just trying to watch. I, I want to well, see Melo. Yeah, right. and a lot right. of teams counted him out, and I think it's obviously because yeah. of the other stuff that he came with. Exactly. But still, like, for him to get signed at that point, I mean, it just it just shows that this thing is so mental. I don't know. It's- yeah, and and, the, and sometimes it's the perceived, right? The perce- yeah. How he's perceived because he wasn't a problem in OKC. It wasn't a problem in Houston. Right. He just didn't fit style of play. Yeah. Like, Houston loves taking threes and layups. Well, Melo's a mid-range guy. He is. And he can still get it done right there, right, in that area. And that's kind of being outdated right now. But he shows yeah. it's still – and it's funny because in the playoffs, that's all people take are mid-range and layups. Right. Yeah, it's the best player I've ever seen was Michael Jordan. He was a mid-range player. Kobe right. Bryant. Right. So right. it's just amazing. I'm so happy for him because he sat there for yeah. 15 months and didn't play. He's patient. Yeah. Very what, patient. Where do you where do you go mentally? You know, obviously you listen, go, the NBA yeah. season is a long season. Where yeah. do you go mentally, man? What do you just keep at it or what? Yeah, you definitely keep at it, but you have your moments. I'm not gonna lie to you. You have your moments like You're human. Yeah, what am I what's what's the, on the other side of this? Am I, like yeah. you said, you start okay from five workouts now we'll go to four maybe to three just to stay in shape right because the the lucky thing for me is i have a very supportive family i have a son who actually plays and i poured even more into to him you know it's because he plays and his team's really good and everything but for me it's it's almost an extension like okay well now you can work out with him you can show him the ropes and you can really pour into that and and my thing is if the last game i ever played in the nba i scored 51 points then I couldn't have a better exit, right? Totally. So I'm in a win-win because I played a long time, number one, had so much fun, still want to play, but if not, if I'm here with my family all the time, like I'm in a win-win, so I, I can't lose either way. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it almost seems like to me, and you can, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seems like to me throughout your career, you were never gung-ho about going to the team that was, you know, the favorite to win it. No, nah. <laughs> you know, like never. yeah, you, you, you never like that. Never attracted you, you nah. know. Like uh, you always wanted to go to a team. I guess that maybe was the, the that was going to make you the happiest. That where where you you mentioned fun a lot. I think in one interview, uh, you said, "Man, I just want to go somewhere where I'm going to have like fun. And I'm going to enjoy playing basketball. It's not really about going to the team, right? The opportunity to win a title, even though they could use you. Like I always right. thought, man, like." Golden State to be a good fit for yeah, you. Yeah, I did too. So, 
coming off uh, the bench and, and, and other teams as well. Um, you know, where does that mindset come from? I've always been like that. When I was with the Knicks, and I don't know if you guys could see it over here. I have my Knicks jersey back there, so it's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. places to play. But when I was I with New the York. Knicks, yeah, I love New York. And we, we were struggling, right? And everybody's like, man, you're, you're 23, 24, 25, 26. These are like prime years. Yeah. You should leave. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be the guy when things get tough, I'll run. Right. I'd rather be the guy that even if we don't get to point Z, you know, the journey of getting to A to, you know, T or W is just as fulfilling because I didn't run. I stayed right here and, and through the good times and the bad times. And I'm always been cut like that. Like, I've never been the one to be like, oh, I'm going over there. And that's just right. that. Just to say I got a ring or a chance at a ring. Like, I'd rather do it with these dudes. Even if we don't do it, we fought for it. And I was these are who I was with. So I'd rather go that route. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that 100%. 100%. Is, that, is that one of your favorite organizations that you've played for throughout your career? Yeah, those two. I would say New York and the Clippers. I don't know if you guys can see. I'm going to put my yeah. camera on Clippers jerseys yes. over there. So uh, the, yeah. Only, yeah. the only two jerseys I got in my house are New York and, and L.A. And coincidentally, those yeah, the two places I played the longest at. So for sure. Wow. Wow. That's special. Wow. So when you see all these guys, though, right now who are kind of going through what you're going through automatically because of the coronavirus, they're turning to you. Um, even some of the young, younger players who, right. like we were talking about the workouts, but it's not just about the workouts, it's about the mental stuff. So how do you now mentor some of these guys who have never experienced that? Yeah, I think, well, a, a good part of it is I've been mentoring them anyway, you know, so that, that trust is there, right? Like, especially in the community that I'm in right now, Washington, I think us, New York and California got hit the hardest with coronavirus. Stuff. Right, so, yeah. I start thinking, I'm like, you know what, how can I help? And I'm not one, anybody that knows me will tell you I'm not one to publicize what I do for people, organizations, but I thought this was important because we're trying to generate so many funds right now. We really have to lean on each other. So I was like, how can I help in my community? And I, I called Cliff Averill. I called, I called Zach Levine. I called D. Gordon. Uh, it was with the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, whatever we're doing, let's – publicize it and not get you guys together and just so people can see it and hopefully encourages people to help yeah. if it's yeah. a dollar if it's a hundred dollar whatever they can do just like if yeah. it encourages people our, our fans or people that support us and support the community let's do it so i i, I partner with world vision i partner with um the boys and girls club i partner with the food bank of america and all together i donated i think a hundred and something thousand dollars and then wow. Cliff did fifty thousand and Zach did what he did and D did what he did. It's just like the sports community kind of rallying together because if right. you play sports or not, I think we're all human. You know, we have yeah. to have that, that compassion for the, the, the person next to us. And I, I thought it was really important for us to kind of lean on each other to kind of get the word out. Yeah. 100%, man. And listen, you guys are, you guys are idols. And it's like, man, when you see your idol doing something like that, uh, it, it inspires you to want to do something like that as well. You know, whether, right. you're, whether you're yeah. in sports or whatever profession that you're in. So but it also right. reminds people that this is real and to also this take this real. seriously. Because I Absolutely. think for a little while, especially before the NCAA had canceled the tournament altogether, yeah. Yeah. people were still not taking this they 100% seriously. Right. Like they just this. We still want to see these guys play. Um, and, and now that you guys are setting this example, that, we know right. it's real. Everyone right. needs to stay inside. Doesn't matter right. how elite of an athlete you are. You got to stay inside. And I think for like younger people. Right. Because most of the cases you see are older people and the younger people don't get affected 
as much by it personally, but they don't know that they're hurting other people. Mm. Right. One person can. can, Or you can uh, be asymptomatic. Yes, exactly. And one person can affect, you know, 400 people. It could just keep going. And I think, you know, I'm seeing stuff online where people are still getting together and like we need to chill for to save somebody else's lives. It could be your grandma. It could be your friend's grandma. It could be somebody you don't know's grandma. We just have to value life and respect that. And, And I think it's a disrespect if we don't do that when we have people on the front line, the nurses, the doctors fighting for us every single day. And we have to repay them with that. Yeah, that's so true. Some things are just yeah. bigger than sports. For sure. 100%. Absolutely. You know, I want to I want to get your opinion on this because, you know, I, I was I was getting some, you know, physical therapy earlier and uh, here at my house and, and um, talking about the NBA. What should the NBA do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was thinking like, listen, man, honestly, it's like if, it, if it's one of those things where, um, you know, our hands are tied and, you know, the, the health obviously should, should take precedence uh, sure. over, over anything else. I'm not against the NBA essentially just starting over again next year. I mean, as frustrating and as, as like disappointing as that might be, like, I mean, if we get, you know, we roll into July, August, and, and, and we're just starting to be able to move around and go outside and do some things. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if it, if it's still like necessary to have a playoff unless you want to do like best of three or something. Yeah. Like right. That. And that takes right. away the. I mean, it takes away. Some guys don't even find their rhythm till game three. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. that takes away like that intensity of game seven and and, and all the things that go into it, man. I, you, sometimes you just got to take the L. Sometimes you right. can't like. That's what I mean. From my from my vantage point, I'm like, man. Sometimes you got to take the L and just reboot it next year. Want to take a second and give a quick shout out to True Classic Tees. All right, a t-shirt company based out of LA. They're sponsoring our show today. So we're really appreciative of that. Man, they got everything you guys want, man. Workout shirts, uh, shirts to wear around the house, lounging, shirts to go out, real versatile. Check out the website, trueclassictees.com. Use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. You'll get 20% off. At checkout again, that's believe B L E A V for twenty percent off at checkout trueclassictees.com. Thanks. Reboot right. I'm seeing I am seeing different things and some of the uh the, the platforms they can kind of lay out and some of the vision they can lay out. And I saw I think the playoffs will start if things go well, obviously. Uh July, August, September. Yeah. And then after that, uh October, November, December. So I think October would be like the draft. I think November would be like the fall league and summer league. Oh, so they see- would push everything else. Yeah, everything also. would get pushed back. Because I was like, season- where's the off season? Right. And then the season would actually start on Christmas Day. And, so which, saw- and it normally starts October? Yeah, the end of October. So you push it back by about two and a half Honestly, months. I wouldn't mind that because I don't really start watching basketball religiously until Christmas. Right. Right. That's so that's you're when... not a real hooper. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sorry, I'm just oh, yeah. really busy. All right. Right. All right. Just, just just a little background on 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 Bridget Jamal. So oh, you know she, she she went to University of Oregon. So she loves to rep her green and yellow real hard. I see it back there. Cheerleader. Okay. And, and she cheered for the San Diego Chargers as well. So you okay. Know, her uh, her heart, I think, might be in in dancing and uh, football. 
Okay. Okay. All right. This has I'll, nothing I'll, I'll to do with this backstory. conversation. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there since somebody yeah, he just threw it out there. So Christmas, right? Man, come on. No, my that's my point is that there's just I so know. much going on that like my 100 percent focus is not on basketball. Well, it's also point. the end of the I understand. season and everything like that as well. Exactly. But, I, you know, I guess I'm not opposed to that. I I, I think maybe. The season might have to be shortened. You think maybe like two oh, yeah. games? If so, it started exactly. Yeah. So if they did that, they would play. I think sixty-six games because it'd be similar to the lockout year we had, twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. And also, I think uh, the playoff series, like you said, would be a little bit shortened. So it wouldn't be a best of three. I think it would be a best of five. And that's how it was yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. That low key works because you're talking about July, August. There's not really much going on except training camp. Yeah, it's not baseball. much going on. Anymore. It's like the NBA Summer League is going on, you know, right. in July. So, yeah, it replaces right. that. There yeah. will just be the Olympics if they happen. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> they lit Seriously? the torch, though. That's what's crazy. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know well, why will. they would do that because they might have to put it out. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I thought I saw that they were talking about not doing it. What's this? The Olympics. The Olympics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're postponing it. Well, they're debating to postpone right. They're going to have to postpone it. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah Canada, they do. But that's Canada's why I already, think it's ridiculous that Japan lit the torch. Right. I mean, Canada yeah. already pulled out. Yeah. So I yeah. can only imagine that other countries will as well. For sure. You know, the only country really that's like still into it is Russia. I was just going to say that. They yeah. are, you know, but reportedly. But um, but back to the NBA. So uh, so obviously, man, this season has been phenomenal so far. Yeah, obviously, yeah, uh, yeah. before the interruption of the virus, uh, who, who what, what what teams did you like, man? Did you know? Are are you? Um, I mean, obviously you play, but are, obviously you're a fan of some guys as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some of the teams and some of the coaches that you may have played for, I'm sure you root for. Uh, you know, who'd you like? You know, going into the I, I thought that Clippers Lakers rivalry in the playoffs. I, I thought it was. For sure, they would end up on a collision course in the playoffs to see who got to the finals. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and then whoever got to the finals out of those two, I thought possibly could win it. Yeah. Uh, And then on the East, I had uh, Boston was coming around. I thought Milwaukee was there, but they were still missing something in the playoffs, like one more score creator, I thought, for the playoffs. Yeah. Philly, so up and down. I thought they had talent to start the season, but I'm not really sold on them. Yeah, I'm not sold on them. So I thought Milwaukee would. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, I thought would be a pretty good fit for you. Me too. Me, you know me too. Me they, too. They, they need a they need a score creator. Especially we were the only the team bench. that beat them twice last year. Wow. Yeah, and I hit a game winner against them the first time in Milwaukee. But yeah, I thought I would fit there well. Yeah. 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 Um, you know the thing about the thing about Boston. Obviously, listen, I'm in the NFL, but I, I my first love was 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 basketball. basketball. Yeah. Really, I, honestly, I take that back. My first love was baseball. Favorite okay. player of all time is Ricky Henderson. Played for the Oakland. Oh yeah, of course. And Stealing then, bases everywhere. Yo, everywhere. Yeah. And then and then, uh, and then basketball came after that. But you know, I'm watching the East. Boston is really good, but I felt like uh, they weren't. Uh, they didn't have the size. Hmm. Um. And I feel like they would fall short because of that. Uh. But you know that sneaky team in the East was Miami, looking like they were. I mean, they were. Yeah. You know, they were. I, sometimes I kind of base things off of and and you can give me your opinion on this as well but it's like okay you know you, you got a team and you have a team like the spurs for a long time who will probably right. be anomaly 
because yeah. they were able to win championships without a real go-to guy. But when I think about that, I take that back because although he came off the bench, Ginobili was the guy. So yeah. I think about like, okay, who gets the ball with four seconds left in the game? And do you have a guy like that? You know, and, uh, and sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes like, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you might have a really good team, but really don't have like a, like a dependable a go-to like, guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, that can create. And I feel like uh, maybe that, uh, that sets you back or hinders you in, in, in the playoffs a bit. No, it does. Because at the end of the day, everybody knows everybody, you know, we're playing, it's not like football. You play one game and, and you still know the teams you're playing, but you playing seven times, right? It's like if right. you went to LA fitness and you went Monday through Sunday, by the right. by Friday, you're going to know that, that dude, okay, he likes to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're playing a seven-game series, and, you know, everybody's tendencies, you know, every play call, you know, everything. You know their plays just as good as they do, and vice versa. So at right. that point, that's why having a creator in the playoffs is so important. You need somebody that can generate a good look for either himself yeah. or his teammate, and that's invaluable when that time comes. Yeah, and that's why for me, like, in the East, it was like, man, I think Miami, because it's like – it's like Jimmy Butler is, is is a player that I feel yeah. like shit, man. I mean, like in a, in a, in, a, in a clutch moment, like you can throw him the ball. I don't He'll know take if I feel that same. Shots. Yeah, I'm like I don't know if I feel that way about like it's great an MVP player like Giannis. Giannis is yeah. like that's know, why I think they're missing that. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know who you give the ball to in Boston. You know, you, I mean, in Boston you got a couple options because they you got, got Tatum, some you got Kimba Walker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got some ballers for sure. Right, so it's a you know it's a little bit of a toss up there, but that's interesting. I agree with you with 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 LA. I mean that was yeah, that was going to be one hell of a series to watch. Oh man, it still might. I think they'll I think they'll get it going and in, 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 in that in probably July for sure. July or August they'll meet up. Well, I wanna I wanna I wanna get into you. Uh, you know, the basis of my show really is about the guest, mm-hmm. an opportunity for our listeners to really get to know. Uh, who our guest is as much as we can top to bottom. Okay. So, uh, I want to take it back a little bit. You know, what inspired you to play basketball? When did you start? Um, and did you always want to be in the NBA? Were there other passions that you had? Right. Um, all that. So for me, uh, I wasn't until I heard this right now, but my dad played at the University of Oregon. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, he wow. did. Oh, he, I heard a different voice. Yeah. He juiced no. now. Well, no, it's just I love uh, Mac Court is so. I'm assuming that was at Mac Mac Court, like the old hey. court. Hey, it was. Say hi. This is my daughter, London. What's up? Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> did you lose some teeth? Did you lose some teeth? Yeah. You did. Did, yeah, did the tooth did. fairy come? Yes. Tooth fairy take okay. care of you. Yes. What'd you get? What'd you get? How much money? Hold on. Tell her that's none of her business, first of all. <laughs> she you said $20. She I want to know. Oh, my gosh. $20? tooth fairy came to your the house? tooth fairy? <laughs> what kind of tooth fairy came to your house? Oh, no. Nah. She, she doesn't know. Wow. Yeah. Let me so finish up, like, okay? Go, yeah, girl. so my, my dad played at the University of Oregon. He actually played with Kevin Love's dad there. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah, I've, I've always had, yep, Stan Love. So I've always mm-hmm. had a basketball ever since I was two years old, and I play other sports when I was eight, nine years old. I started basketball, football, baseball at the same time. But for me, basketball mm-hmm. was just so natural. And that's what I stuck with. And it, yeah. I just had a different feeling when I was on the court. So I knew yeah. I always dreamed about this. I always wanted this. Um, you weren't I could forced tell you about, to do it. No, not at all. He didn't even, like, push me that direction. He would actually get mad at me because I was outside playing so much. Um, I, I, I definitely always had a basketball with me wherever I went. And when I went to sleep – 
anywhere. Come here, JJ. Come say hello. This is my son, JJ. Sorry. Sorry. That's we're getting everybody you know right I now. love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Say we're hi. getting all the, all the, all the Crawford hey. podcasts. Hey. So she's on here, and then, and then uh, Rob's on there. I forget he can't hear us. No, he can't hear nice you. Nice to meet you, man. Sorry. But, yeah. So, um, whatever. So, um, he said hi. So, actually, he just walked out. But he's actually... Uh, I think he's like twenty something in the country right now. They're ranking fourth graders, so he's really good. Oh my gosh, ranking fourth graders. No yeah. yeah, his team is uh, wow. is twenty fifth in the country. Okay. So, but yeah, but no. So about, he never. My dad never forced me to do it. He always just you know said go for it. He'll shoot with me and teach me the the ropes if I was serious about it. But I just I always feel like I I was just drawn to it. I could tell you about every player on every team. I could tell you where they went to school. I could tell you what college they went to. Uh, what shoe size they wore, like their mm-hmm. favorite things to do off the court. Like I just, I had basketball cards. I, I can tell you everything about every player. I just studied it and I studied yeah. it and I studied it. And to this day, I still do the same thing. I just love the game. And I, you know, I feel like I owe everything the game because of that. People are seeing me in a different light. They're seeing other, you know, layers of me from the community stuff to, you know, whatever else came from, you wouldn't care if I didn't play basketball to start it all off. So, right. Yeah. Totally. That's real passion, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the passion for it is just, I think that's what drove me to play so long, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I was I, I was the first player in NBA history to play all 82 games in their 17th season. Wow. So, I just, yeah, I just, I love the game. I play every day in the summer. You know, I never got out of shape. And, you know, everybody asked me, like, how are you still moving like that? How are you still? I'm like, well, I never got out of shape. You know how it is. If you take time off, it's always hard to get back into it. Right? Yeah. But if you just keep the keep the body going, even if it's not the same intensity, you just keep it going. So it's yeah. it's used keep to going, moving. you know. Yeah, there's, keep moving. There's two players I've heard that quote from. Uh, one that told me personally, and, and one that I heard from afar. But Jerry Rice was the first See. person. Yeah. And uh, and when I was teammates with Frank Gore, I'm talking about. I was just gonna say Jerry Rice not, told you that personally. No, no, no. Frank Gore told me personally, but not only did he tell me personally, like I lit. I'm talking about last game of the season. 2016, we just finished the last game of the season, okay, and everybody else is at their lockers, packing up their boxes, doing their little exit meetings. You walk by the weight room, guess who in the weight room? Squad. Frank. Yeah. Frank Gore. Yeah. Frank Gore. It's like, man, how can you play so long? It's like, yeah. you don't get out of shape. That's it. The, for me, the way I look at it is, it's like if you took a job, let's say in New York, Right. And you left your house where you're from for nine months. And in those nine months, nobody's starting the car. Nobody's turning the lights. Then when you come home after those nine months and try to do those things, the lights may pop. The car won't start. It won't run as smoothly. So for me, I'm like, I just keep the body going. Even if it's not the same intensity, keep moving. And your body's not in the shock. And, you know, I've only had one serious injury. So it's worked out for me. And that's that's really good advice, especially for right now, for what everybody's dealing with. Any Mm -hmm. athlete. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. And honestly, like, people will advise you. I know when I was young in my career, I was advised, like, take rest, take break. the break. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't want to take a break, you know? No. And, and uh, I, you know, I'm blessed that I was, that God has been able to put, like, you know, good teammates in my life to, to advise me otherwise. Right. That's why they play so long. And that's the reason because they don't stop. Because they don't stop. You just yeah. keep going. Yeah. The intensity well, just it's gotta, it's gotta yeah. It's got to mess with you mentally, too. Like, your sure. mental routine is off. For sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's like I said, when you're working out, it does something for you physically, obviously, but it does something for yeah. you mentally as well. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I was talking to Rob today, like, was it today? 
I don't know how I just am, feel so off, and it has nothing to do with being, <laughs> being a professional athlete, but just right. being stuck inside, you know, not yeah. being in my normal routine and having to 100%. cancel so many things, and it's just weird. It's yeah. Weird. See, if you it's like if you're somebody who goes to, to Orange Theory or Soul Cycle mm-hmm. or whatever, you get in the routine of that doing it a few times a week. When that's thrown off, it kind of throws you off. You feel a little totally. out of whack. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Even For like sure. getting my getting my chai at Pete's Coffee, yeah. like yeah. you know those things. It's I don't know. It's funny. It's amazing how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. So you uh, so you grew up in Seattle, Seattle mm-hmm. native, mm-hmm. Uh, and you went to school. You went to college, went, University of Michigan. You went to Michigan. I went to school how, with Tom Brady. How actually. was that? How was you that? You went at the same time. Yeah, same time. So okay. I was a freshman. He was a junior, oh, and well, basketball and football has a training table together which is dinner, basically. We ate dinner together every single night. So we'd always mix and mingle. We'd go to their games. They'd come to our games. He was always quiet. He always have his hat on and, you know, be cool, laugh at jokes. He was real cool. And Dave Terrell was there and Larry Foote and Anthony Thomas, so many great players over there. Charles Woodson had just left, I think, the year before I got there. But he wow. came back to a game, too. Yeah, he came back to a game and watched basketball. So, well, yeah, I it was just cool. The Fat Five. I love the Fat Five growing up. Oh, so okay. watching yeah, Jalen Rose and Chris, yeah. yeah, watching those guys. And then I knew whenever I finished playing when I was that age, I'm like, okay, well, Michigan has more alumni uh, that help with jobs any place in the world. So I'll be able to get a nice job if I don't make it pro, right? Wow, that's really here. smart. Yeah. And then the opportunity to play right away. So I'm like, you know, just made sense on every level. Wow. Yeah. Did, uh, did you ever want to play for uh, the hometown team going into the, going into the NBA? We're just, oh, for we're sure. still around, right, at that time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Gary Payton was like a big brother to me. He started coming to my high school games when I was a Because he grew up in Seattle as well, right? Well, he grew up in, yeah. he grew up in Oakland, actually. But he, oh, that's right. He's like, but that's Gary's right. like, Gary's, it's like he's from Seattle. He's the most yeah. famous Sonic player to me, anyway. Yeah, so for, he would come to our games and, and uh, really took me under his wing, and we talked about it, but I got drafted before they actually selected. Okay, and yeah. you got, got drafted where? I was number eight. I was no, the first guard taken. Oh, I got drafted to Cleveland, but it was a trade that was already worked out. So I was going to the Bulls and I okay. played there my first four years. Yeah. Okay. And so how, yep. was that, how was that? I mean, that had to be a crazy experience. Here you are into the draft. Yeah. Probably a little bit nervous, you know, yep. not, not sure what's going to happen. And then you get selected by Cleveland and then you get traded. I mean, you get traded before you get, you get even like. So, get a ball so how it's crazy how it is. Is at the, when you're at the, the actual draft, uh, when you're when you're sitting there, the cameras come around when you're about to be drafted. Okay. So when they said the Cavs and the cameras came around, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, they must have made a mistake. I hadn't talked to Cleveland. I hadn't worked out ah. for Cleveland. Like nothing. So wow. they picked me. I'm like, okay. Well, at that point, I'm just happy to be in the NBA as a lottery pick, right? So yeah. I'm doing a press conference. They said, hey, Jamal, you just got traded during the press conference. And you, you could, there's footage of <laughs> it somewhere during the press conference. Yeah, you got traded to the Bulls. I'm like, oh, man, because it made sense to me because I was here in Chicago three days. The workout was perfect. Yeah. And, and okay. that's how I went. Yeah. That's so funny. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that had to be a crazy experience. That was. That was uh, did, you, did you go to the draft or were you like kind of chilling no, with the family at home? No, I went because I got invited in the NBA. If they know you're going to be a top 15 pick, they like a consensus top 15, they invite you. And so I got wow. invited and I went. But I was so happy because the Bulls are my favorite team because George is my favorite player. Me so too. I knew everything about the Bulls already. You know, and it was just Me perfect. Yeah. I used to, I used to go to. Uh, I went to this this elementary school, Hersha Elementary, and uh, you know, 
on the playground, there's obviously basketball courts, and, and there's one set of courts in particular where uh, we used to call them the big courts, right? Because okay, older, okay. <laughs> older kids would play on the big courts, right? But there's one, there was one uh, set of courts in particular where one side was a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and, and the other side was a little bit bigger. And so I used to go to the park by myself, and I used to pretend that I was the Bulls versus the Jazz. And I was yeah. all five players on the Bulls. Yeah. And I'd be sprinting down the court, and I'd be – Throwing passes five, to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all five players on the Jazz, Oster Tag and all those, all those guys. But, but I always made sure the Bulls went to the, the smaller court because I could dunk. Absolutely. You know? See, that's when you're you know? Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was Jordan, you know, yeah. my little fadeaway jumper. Was he, was he there? When you were no, so crazy story. Like I said, my dad used to play, and when I was going through the draft process, I just talked about this on Twitter. But I was going through the draft process, and my dad was like, "Michael Jordan likes your game." I'm like, "Dad, this is before social media. Like, there's no way you know Michael Jordan to know that he likes my game." Right. Fast forward, I get drafted to the Bulls. My rookie year, Tim Grover, Jordan's trainer, calls me. He's like, "Hey, MJ said you could meet him at six in the morning." I get down there, you know, seven o'clock. It's just us three in the, in, the, in the weight room, myself, Jordan, and his trainer. We're just talking, and he's doing defensive slides. It's when he was 40 years old. He was about to come back to the Wizards. Wow. And he was like, yeah, I've been liking your game. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, my dad was right. So come to find out, the way my dad knew was because Amal Rashad and Michael Jordan are like best friends. Right. My dad went to school at Oregon with Amal Rashad. So mm-hmm. Amal Rashad had told my dad that Jordan loved my game. And that's how it all came full circle. Man, I know I had wow. to make you good coming in as a rookie. What? Yeah, Jordan? yeah. Oh man, crazy, that right? Is unbelievable. Yeah, I thought my dad was out of his mind at first, but <laughs> he was right. Yeah, he was right. So, did you enjoy those 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 first four years in Chicago? Was yeah, that, was that a good yeah. experience? Was Besides, there, go ahead. I'm sorry. Besides accomplishing a dream, like me and Jordan really hit it off. Like, there's a commercial with him. Uh, the young Jordan playing the old Jordan, he picked me. We got so many. Think about this. Me and Michael Jordan got so tight, he picked me to play the young him in the commercial. I went to that's, his house, oh, worked out with him, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope, yeah. man. Yeah. I got you his, got, I got it. I don't think I've ever said this part on any podcast. I have his first shoes that he ever wore against the Bulls and his last pair. He signed and autographed both of them for me. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, oh my no. God. Look at you! Like, you getting you getting fresh news here, man. Yeah, man. That, no, you that's guys big are getting time. Fresh news. <laughs> that's huge. That is I mean, so honestly, special. like, listen, I, I, I oh honestly can say, like, I idolized everything I did as a as a as a kid. I, I, I was trying to be like Jordan. Oh, he was even even to this day. Like when I shoot a basketball, it doesn't matter. I can be shooting a three point shot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I fade away. I always kick my leg. Yeah. I got that. I got that from MJ. He's he's out 100%. of this world good. When somebody is great in a different sport, right? Whether it be Tom Brady or you know uh, anybody, in, yeah, in Serena their, Williams, in their right? Yeah, they're the Michael Jordan of whatever sport it's it is, right? Like he's to him. right. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the goat of goats, yeah. right? Absolutely. And you ever- he's one of those guys right now who you can think about when. You know, he had to go against a lot of criticism for mm-hmm. coming back really late and old. And you know what I mean? Like, right, right. There's so many factors that people forget about that he fought against, even though right. he was the GOAT. Right. 100%. Absolutely. And, and people forget that. Like, the criticism early was like, okay, he's good, but he doesn't make his teammates better. Uh, scoring champion can't win a championship and all those different things. He just used all those things as fuel. Yeah. And being with him every day for, you know, a couple of summers, I was able to see inside his mindset, see his work ethic and see, you know, the things he used as fuel and how he just did everything. 
Mm-hmm. You ever uh, do you guys ever get in, involved in the the quote unquote goat debate? You know, when it comes to MJ and anybody else. No, I don't. I think it's easy to be honest. I think with you. I think it's almost disrespectful to compare anybody to him. Like he's oh. he's that good. Like he's that he's that far above everybody else. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I'm 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 100 in agreement with you. Like 100 percent in agreement with you. And, and you know this being at the highest level, right? Could you imagine somebody? winning three championships, going to play. Let's say somebody in football won three championships in a row. They yeah, let's like, take Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm take Brady. I'm, I won three championships in a row. Yep. I'm tired. I've dominated this sport. There's nothing Let left. Let me I'm go, go do play, something else. I'm going to go play golf for a year. Yep. Right? A professional golf, and I'm going to go do that for a year. Okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Come back and win three more in a row? Crazy. Like, come on. Oh, this, and this I'm going to try baseball. Like, yeah, I'm going to try baseball. Just, it just makes you think that, like, what would have happened if he <laughs> did not leave? They would have. They would have just wanted to. That's why I can't wait until the last dance comes out. That ESPN I documentary. I cannot. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. When that comes out, that. I think I they could have won eight in a row. Put, I hated that they put the trailers out so early because it's like it's. They gets everybody. Anxious. I, know, I think they're gonna speed. But... I think they're gonna speed it up though. I think they're gonna actually speed it up. So well, I think it'll come out probably because nobody has anything to watch. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just excited at the fact that there's footage behind the scenes of Jordan like that. Yeah. I mean, like that, that's what I'm excited about. Like, man, yeah, cause you bro, never get a chance to, to, to you get behind that curtain. Right. Nothing. <laughs> right. I mean, we've gotten to see everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, you know, arrested. cause everything's so documented around. Right. 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 It's a different right. age. Right. It's a different but, age. But that, yeah. but that era right there, you ain't get to see nothing. You hear stories. nothing. Yeah. You hear stories in, in, you know in folktale, I mean? but you don't, you don't see it. And to right. see him in his last year in Chicago, it's going to be epic. I've never been much of a gambler, uh, but for all you gamblers out there, with no sports going on, you feeling like there's nothing to, to bet on, I've got news for you. You can go to betonline.ag, bet on things like mixed martial arts, American Idol, etc., the election. Um, you can use my promo code, MYPOD100. Again, that's MYPOD100, betonline.ag. Oh my gosh, you know what I was thinking about was that, because like as a kid, I know it's so silly, but my mm-hmm. favorite movie was Space Jam as a kid, and you know how uh, when yeah. they all get infected, like with the virus or whatever thing, it's like exactly what's going on right now. No, I've seen somebody make a meme of that. They were like, this is really? when this first started, like this is Space Jam, like this is exactly how, yeah. That's what they, I've seen people do that, but obviously okay, now there's a level meme. of seriousness to it. But yeah, but totally. no, I was out there for sure. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, like we I, could have never imagined. Sorry to bring it on that right. note. I just had to bring it up. No, no, no. But I saw yeah. that too. I'm like, this is this is how it started. Like it, yeah. the whole the game stopped and everything. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think in a way movies uh send subliminal messages. You know, not yeah. to completely almost like did you guys have the sideways. did you guys hear about this know? or know this yeah. before? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's crazy. Right. No, we did an episode with Donovan Carter from okay. Ball. All right. Mm-hmm. And Donovan, he was telling us, you know, like when they make the show, okay, they they actually make the show before the season. And for okay. whatever reason, all right, before the actual NFL season. And for whatever reason, like for example, the Chiefs, they won the title. They won the title in the show Ballers before <laughs> the season. And I'm just like, I'm hold on, you, man. Bruh. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and they film it way before. I'm and- on the show, like, bruh. Yeah. And they it's predicted, crazy. they said the Raiders were moving to Vegas. 
And that was right. way before they See? actually made it official or right. even proposed going there. <laughs> See? Yeah, that stuff is well, crazy. That, was we- that one was crazy. weird. Crazy. Um, so when, when you first came in the league, you were with the Bulls. Is there like uh, like who was your OG? Like, is there a guy that that? Oh yeah. Uh, aside from Jordan, obviously you guys had developed that relationship. But was there a teammate, a guy in the locker room that really uh, kind of took you under their wing? Charles Oakley, uh, Rick Brunson, Kendall Gill, Antonio Davis, uh, Junkyard Dog. All those guys were like vets. Because my yeah. first two years, we were the youngest team in the league. The first like back to back years, because we were rebuilding when the Bulls when Jordan left, right? So right. he had just left two years before. So uh, we're the I youngest team. Charles Oakley was on the Bulls. Yeah, and then I played with Scottie Pippen his last year too. Right, oh. he, wow. he left and came back. Yeah, yeah. So the, all those guys, OGs, guys, you learn how to dress, how to be professional, and and that's just so important in whatever field you're in to have those vets to kind of show you the way. They save you a lot of time, a lot of heartache, a lot of mistakes. So yeah, I thought that was important. Is there a time in your career, well, where you know, like when you first came into the league? your game was at a certain level. Is there a time in your career where it really shifted and it elevated at working some point? Working out with Jordan. Working out with Jordan. Okay. So the one injury I had was ACL, right? I tore my ACL. I was on the court with him, actually. And that summer, I felt my game. It was after my rookie year. And that summer, I felt my game just going up. I was playing with him. We never lost. My confidence was through the roof. Here's my favorite player I'm working out with every day. He's picking me on his team every day, and we're never losing. He's passing me the ball. You know, in, in those situations, clutch situations, game point, here you take it. Like, so my, my confidence was through the roof and I tore my ACL. But I knew mm-hmm. that at that moment, I'm like, okay, I crossed over now. I got the best player ever saying, you got it, keep going. You can be a star in this league. So, that, yeah, it put my confidence through the roof. That was 100%. the time where I, I made the biggest jump to me. Wow. Yeah. What about a coach? What about a coach that, that, really, that you really connected with uh, throughout your career? I could, early in my career, I connected with Isaiah Thomas, you know, because okay. he's one of my favorite players. He's the reason why we're number 11. And he brought oh, wow. me to New York. He brought me to New York in a GM position. Wow. But then I became, yeah, but then I became, he became coach a year or two into it in mean, my that's, tenure there. That's got to be a little bit yeah. enticing with, yeah, with, with for him sure. being like, you know, like a, a favorite player of yours, but, but, yeah. but Jordan on the other side. Yeah, you know, absolutely. A little bit of a absolutely. clash there. No, it is, yeah. but I stole from everybody, and, yeah. and they understood that. Like, I respect greatness, and for me, I, Jordan was my all-time favorite, but Magic's my second favorite. Isaiah's my third, you know what I mean? And then it goes down the line from Iverson to yeah. Kobe to Peyton to T-Mac to Grant to Penny to Garnett. Like, wow. And by the way, all 10 of those guys, I have their jersey in my house. Like, that's all autographed. All, oh, yeah, like, my, my 10 favorite players autographed. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. What was it about those 10? I mean, what did they have in common that, that, that like, drove you, inspired they, you? They, they all brought something different to the game. Like, they weren't the bland, okay, this player's good, and that's that. They all were like, ooh, he got something different with him, yeah. right? Whether it be GP's talking, his defense, or Isaiah Thomas' ball handling, or, or Kobe's yeah. scoring ability, or Iverson's fearlessness, yeah. you know what I mean? Or Garnett's passion when he came to the game. He was like the Ray Lewis, right, when you guys – Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, all that's those real. different guys, I think – I'm, I'm like a little bit of all of them, or I try to be a little bit of all of them in my game. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. Wow. Yeah. That's emulating a lot of greatness. Yeah, 100%. so I'm like, even if I fall short, if I, you know, steal a 1% of each of them, I'll be okay. Totally. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
is an NBA championship, is that the one thing missing for you, man? Is that like the one accomplishment? It, it that's is. Like, man. It is, but it's. I, I look at it a little differently now, especially as you get closer to the end. Uh, you want that, but when you see a, a – when you get your peers' respect, honestly, bro, like when you get your people like you or people like um, – I don't know, Steph Curry, on my birthday, he just tweeted me. He's like, I'm going to do the dough behind the back before I, I call tonight. Like, when right. you get your, your peers' respect, right? Yeah. And then and then there's a kid out there where I, I bump into kids all the time, being in gyms all the time. They're like, man, you're my favorite player. To me, that means everything because they, there's a million players that can be their favorite. So right. that inspiration to me is like the the top of anything for me. You're, you're an incredible example because you – Listen, like growing up as a as a kid, and even at the at the professional level, you'll you'll mm -hmm. run into guys, athletes. We all uh, can have a somewhat of an ego to yeah, us. Absolutely. We want to be starters, right? You know, like right. I man, I I got I, man, I, I struggled being a backup running back earlier in my yeah, career. Uh -huh. I, it was really because I, I was I never. I mean, not that the fact that I never had to deal with it, but I but I, I was always able to reach the starting position at some point right, at some Central, point right you know and and that opportunity has has whatever for whatever reason just just not came about yet uh throughout my career to me you've really set a benchmark for other guys like Lou Will you know uh you know Ginobili is another example uh of someone who who did it it's like man just because you're coming off the bench doesn't mean you can't be great Right, right. Oh. And to be honest with you, thank you for that, by the way. But to be honest with you, I got to a point in my career, I was tired of being known as a good player on bad teams. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I got traded. I'm like, I don't have to start. I don't have no ego because I have, when I'm on the court, I'm confident. There's nobody more confident. Right. And you can tell by the way I play with the shots I take. But I was so confident that, you know what? You guys got it. I'm just going to trick my brain to believe that Superman's coming to save the day when I come in. All right, yeah, you guys play. I'm, I'm Superman. Here I come. You know right. what I mean? I'll save the day now. Now the show starts or whatever, like or whatever it was to, to trick my brain because I want to win so bad. Right. right. And I'm like, I can get outside myself to do what's best for the team. Right. As far as like, if, if you guys think this is the way, even if I don't agree, I'm going to buy into it 100% because it's the vision you right. have. And so who am I to say, no, I'm, I want to win. If you think this is the way I'm going with you, I'm on your team. Right. So, and, yeah. and, and, and the other thing, too, is you also set an example for like, hey, just because you're in that role doesn't mean the, you're you not can't in. star in that role. Exactly. Doesn't mean you right. can't star in that role. Doesn't mean you won't be in the game to finish. When it counts. Right. People you know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. Know that. My, like, five years, my five years in L.A., I was top five in fourth quarter scoring. Yeah. With two superstars with Blake and Chris, I was still top five because I was out there enough. Yeah. You know I mean, and, yeah. I mean, it's still out there when it mattered. Right. Right, Lou Williams is the same way. I mean, same, same. He's position. in there in the fourth quarter. Right, in the fourth, he's you know? out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so and uh, he's made his mark. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. so you definitely put a different view, you know, on those roles, man. That that's uh, that's Thank amazing. You. Yeah, being Thank a star you. in a role that's a huge that's a huge thing. Also, uh, I saw a quote from uh, Allen Iverson when he did an interview with the Players Tribune. I think about a year ago. Mm -hmm. He said there, there. He said uh, there are very, there are a lot of different ways to be great. This one, this really stuck to me. He says there's a lot of different ways to be great. You just have to find your way. Right, right. And I'm like, wow, that's deep, I, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, when I came into the league, I felt like to be great, this is the way you had to do it. Right. You know, I was like, boom, and then 
you get to learn other personalities and different people and it's like ma'am and then and then and then they're great as well and it's just like wow like like there's 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 so many different methods there's a lot of similarities but so many right. different methods uh, to be able so to many different ways that to get greatness. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to find whatever works, you know, for Jamal mm-hmm. Crawford, whatever works for Turbin, whatever works for for Bridget. You know, that's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's real too. Mm-hmm. I see a few books in your background, man. You you a big book reader? I love to read. Actually, I love to to be curious about things I don't know, things I can learn more about. Um, uh, you can see him. I wish he was president right now. That's a whole nother story. But <laughs> yeah, like I, I love to read. I love right. to, uh, I always have, like I've always read a lot. Always, yeah. always, always, always try to educate myself on different things. Always try to learn more about the world. So yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get you out of here in a little bit. I want to touch on something and it's a little bit of a downer, uh, but I'm telling you, listen, I, I, I do see, I love basketball. Mm-hmm. So I, I do this event in my hometown it's a basketball game. We raise a bunch of money for it. I have a special guest every year. The first year was Frank Gore. Year two was uh, Russell Wilson. And last year, Bobby Wagner came and a good friend of mine, Will Clay, who's a long mm-hmm. jumper for the USA track team. And we, we, I put together this alumni team. You know, I, I, I really, I just have passion for my community. Like, uh, you know, people, and I just feel like, you know, the guys and girls who played sports, you know, in high school, like, don't have an opportunity to play past that. Right. And so, you know, I want to give them an opportunity to play again and, and feel like a pro. Feel like a pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. So I, I have massage therapists come and oh wow. And they, we get PT every night and we do we do team events together and we have a team That's dinner dope. the night before the game and we do it all. The mayor comes every year. That's dope. It's a huge event. We'd love to get you involved uh For sure. one year to, to to be the special For sure. guest. And you'll be able to get the hoop against uh, against the varsity team and, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready get, for some, that. <laughs> get some buckets. Um, but uh, gosh, I forgot where I was going with this. But you had to cancel it this year. They had to cancel it this year. Oh, so I wanted <laughs> to ask. So one, so one Sunday we were, you know, we we're going to practice, man, and we had we obviously had got some some tragic tragic news. Uh, oh man, Kobe. Oh, you know, <laughs> and it was like, man, it was myself, my cousin, my cousin who who. Uh, who I grew up with actually taught me how to play basketball. Uh, you know, we're on the way to practice. He's helped out with the event every year. And this year I allowed him to be on a team because it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, man, like this is the guy who, who taught him how to play basketball. He's only a year older than me. And we literally took baths together, but we've never ever been on a basketball team, like in a real game with referees and all, right. together ever in our life. I mean, I've seen the street two on two. Right. We, and stuff like that we used to run the court you know but to play like an official game with like somebody in in your family that you're really this close with was you know it's gonna be a tremendous a tremendous blessing when we're able to do it but man that that uh you know that sunday was really tragic for us because obviously like after michael for me it was kobe me too me too and one thousand and we had we had such a great respect for each other. So um, Body Armor actually sponsors my Pro-Am. And he's a, obviously the part owner of Body Armor. Yeah. He came to my Pro-Am in Seattle, um, competing against them for, you know, all those years. And just, it just, it, it, it never felt real. To be honest with you, I look at the world differently since that happened. Yeah. Like, because he was taking helicopters like we do driving. Like, he right. would take them every day. Like, it right. wasn't nothing you know, uh, 
out the ordinary. So right. for that to happen with his daughter who loved him and adored him so, so much and just yeah. the other passengers and their families and children on that plane, that helicopter and just, it just broke my heart. I yeah. cried. I walked in and cried. I was at my son's AAU game actually. And I walked in the gym bawling, like yeah. bawling. Cause I got word before it actually hit and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, we were crying too. I had to wait till I, you know, till I was by myself. No, nah, I understand. <laughs> but it was it just like, never, it's, it still doesn't feel real. It still they doesn't. start putting like 78, born in 1978, died in 2020. Like it doesn't feel real. Yeah. 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 We, uh, you know, at the event, we were going to honor Kobe, uh, all the, all the, the whole varsity, because we play against the varsity seniors, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And so they were going to wear number eight. And the alumni team was going to wear 24 and all the girls are going to wear two. Two, right. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, it was devastating. And I know it had to hit home for you being in the NBA playing oh, with, uh, against Kobe. I don't know if you guys were ever teammates. Uh, no. I don't know, you never went just, to the Lakers. I'm going to show you this right here. And nobody's seen that. You see those, those are shoes he signed for me the last time we ever played against each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, like, yeah. It's, wow. it's just crazy. Like, we were actually – I'm going to, after this is over, I'm going to send you some pictures of me and him. Okay. We were really, really, really close and had a real respect for each other. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. So, but, um, but man, listen, I, gosh, listen, I, I really appreciate you. Uh, nah, no doubt, bro. I mean, this is, no for me, yeah, I was telling Bridget before the show, I was like, look, don't, don't like make fun of me or nothing like that. <laughs> like I'm a she's a real damn boy. I'm like nah, 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 nah. nah no, it's respect, bro. I feel yeah, the same way. One hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. I was excited yeah. when you came back, bro. Yeah, for real. Thank you. Playing like uh, you know, two K and all that. Yeah, you know, and everything and and all that kind of stuff, man. It's uh, it's definitely like uh, I have a, a ton of respect for you. The stuff appreciate you do, it, bro. Unity. Um, you know, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you that, like, uh, was that always something that you wanted yeah. to do? Was that always a goal for you? Was like, man, I, I want to get back to my community. He was crazy as I was always doing it. So I was always doing it. Even when I didn't have money, people don't know that I would have $20, see somebody that's uh, not doing well outside and buy a slice of pizza and give them the change. Like, here, you got it. And I didn't have, I didn't know where my next 20 was coming from, but that was just always me. So my sister said, when you become famous or you come into, uh, you know, money or whatever, you become a bigger version of what you already were. So if you were somebody who was a giver, now you have more access to give more. If you're somebody who didn't treat people well and you get that kind of money, you're going to treat them even worse now because you have more money to stun on, flex on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I just was like, nah, I know what I'm going to do. I already knew this. I was doing it when I didn't have much. So it was just second nature. And that's why I'm still uncomfortable even talking about um some of the things I do because it's like, it's just, I've always done it. I'm not doing it for attention, right? I'm just doing it because it's the right thing to do. Were you always able to stay away from like the, you know, the, sometimes like you come into some money or, or you get, you come in, you become a professional, you get involved with like the wrong crowd or the, or, or, or you know, yeah. the wrong group of people. Were you always able to stay away from that? And if so, like how? Yeah, I was once I, especially once I got locked in, like there, that I was, I wanted to do this, right? I'm like, okay, I want to make it. And this is what I'm going to do. I stay focused on that. And the main thing was always the main thing. I never got sidetracked. I didn't care who was doing what I knew what my future held. And I was going to stay true to that. And I never changed that. And I think that's why God allowed me to play for so long and continues to bless me, reward me because he knew my heart, you know, probably the best way I could say it.
That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything you nah. want to give a shout out or man? Uh, shout out to you, shout out to Bridget. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to all your listeners. I mean, you guys listen to the right people. They're giving that good information, the stuff you guys really need to hear. But nah, we gotta have to do a part two of this for sure. Okay, one hundred percent. Nah, yeah. for sure, one hundred percent. This That'd time, be awesome. this time, yeah. Usually, we're a mobile unit. I like my show to be a mobile unit because it's like I want. I want to do the show that best fits the guest, if that makes right. sense. No, it but does. you being an NBA player, I would love to do it like, you know, in your office or in the yeah. or in an arena. Nah, for sure. No, you know, no, we could do that, it. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be part two for sure. Yeah, that'll be yeah. a dope setting. Yeah, so, um, for sure. But yeah, man, really appreciate you coming on, taking some time out of your day uh, no to get on, the, get on Turbo Talk. Holla at me yes. and Bridget. Uh, can't wait to have you on again, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Nah, no problem. Thank you guys. Be safe out there. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, God bless, bro. I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.